<laughs> oh my god. Guys, welcome back to Sky Squiz. My name's Ambrose Ayala. I'm here with my other host, Marlon Williams, Black Zeus Fit, and AKA. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna talk about it, AKA. But we also have uh Rick and Karina joining us from the Challenge Fandom Podcast. So welcome guys. Hey, thanks so much for having us. And hey, thank you guys. We normally start off with this game called So. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but let me show you the cards here. So basically, it's a collection of questions for a deeper discussion. And we always, uh, these ones are the lighthearted ones. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We keep it it PG-13 with the cards. Because apparently they have different series and uh, the other series can get a little deep. But uh, we're going to pick a card. And it, these can get deep too, right? They can, they, get, they, they can, they can get, get deep. deep. It depends on how you look Yo, at it. Yo, let's go. I'm all about it. <laughs> I'm ready. Right. A couple of ones where so, Amy got deep. Okay. What's one sign that you would probably stay friends with someone for life? What's what now? It says, what, what's one sign that you would probably stay friends with someone for life? Oh, like horoscope. Like Aquarius, Pisces. No. What's no, a sign like, that they give you? Like, like, some, like something <laughs> like they tra- do. Or maybe whatever. a trait or something that someone does. Like a symbolism. Oh, symbol oh, of friendship. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, like, uh, I, I think right off the bat, like, the first thing I think of is, uh, so one of my best friends, uh, one of the first things that really drew me to her was she had dropped me off at my house at the end of, like, we had gone out for the night. She dropped me off. She or I had dropped her off and she, I was getting ready to leave. And she told me to call her when I got home uh, so that she knew that I got home safe. And that just like, it had never been something that I had experienced before. So like that really told me like that this was going to be a meaningful relationship. And I mean, like 20 years later, we're still like best friends. So Yeah. Oh, that's facts. Okay. Okay. All right. Bad, bad, bad. What about you, Rick? No, 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 no. Oh, you're no, going to no, do no, this? No. no, only one car per person. Okay. One car per person. Okay. okay. <laughs> so am I drawing? So now you're going to draw for me. Okay, okay. Here we go. Let's say I give you a two-word answer on that one. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Have oh, you ever <laughs> Have you ever had to break up with a friend? What was the reason? Oh, yeah. I had to break up with a friend. But lo- Okay. Long story short, he was a fucking drug head to the fullest. But uh, bad story, like the the big thing that really, because like if he did drugs, if you do drugs, I don't get, I don't really care. Like as long as you are handling your business, like you know paying your bills on time. If you got kids, take care of your kids. Like you don't have me into no sketchy situations. Like we cool, right? But it got to a point to where it was like we would go out. And he would be like, oh, I'm going to take care of everything. Or we would go out. And it's like, bro, I ain't got the money for that. And we would go out and do stuff. And he normally is connected and knows people and stuff. And then we'd get out and he'd be like, uh, can I borrow $100? And I'm like, bro, like, what do you need $100 for? He's like, oh, I'm good for it. I'm good for it. And I mean, eventually, yes, I would get my money back. But it was just like, it was like one thing would lead to another to where it was just like, all right, bro, you you got to put the drugs down, get your shit together. Like, and then it was just like this big thing where it's like, you know, he used to have all this money and then like he's, then he kind of, I think he went broke for a little bit, but he was still trying to live out here. Like he had this money and support his drug habit. And it was just like, bro, I can't keep giving you money. I can't keep trusting you to like 
go out here and be in these places around these situations that I don't know if we gonna get jumped because we didn't pay our tab or something like that. And I was like, nah, fam. Like, I can't hang out with you no more, bro. It's, this is this is not going the way I thought I would. I, I needed to be yeah. I'm too close to my 30s to be living like this. So we had to break up. <laughs> that, that's crazy, though. The card is, is kind of funny because we don't really think about when, when we lose a friend that it's a breakup. We just think, we're not friends with them anymore. It is a breakup. It is. Yeah. But he was like my he was like my like bro. Like he was like my like really, really, really good homie. Like I mean like like he was a brother. I knew his sister. I knew his I'm sorry, I knew his two brothers. I mean, I spent the night at his house when with his family, all his family was there and he wasn't there. Like I know his mom, I know his uh his stepdad. I was really good friends with his uh um uh, well, ex girlfriend now, but like, I mean, like we were like the true definition of homies. Like he knew, I knew all his people. He knew all my people. It was like, you know, what I mean? it was one of those things where it's like, if you saw him, you'd be asking where I was at. If you saw me, you'd be asking where he was at. But it was just like, you know, he got on that train, and I was just like, bro, I gotta next stop. I'm I'm hopping off. Yeah, the like wild that. one is, is the ones where you have a breakup and then like a couple years later things change and you meet up and y'all get back together cool like you used to be mm-hmm. those ones are, are wild too it's it, it is really a relationship just of a plutonic sort that's yeah, yeah 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 the, the only thing the not involved is sex that's it <laughs> that's, right, what I mean, I told, you know, that's what i told I mean, my friend that's what it is because yeah. even in plutonic uh friendships there's intimacy shared right yeah. right right right, right. You know, so that's just not physical right. or whatever the case may be, but it's just yeah, like, you know, you, just, you share a, a special bond with that person that goes beyond like just normal shit. So, yep, yeah, yeah. exactly. But that shit, yeah, that was that was a tough, that was a tough breakup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Cried and ate ice cream. <laughs> Cried. All right, Ambrose. Oh, 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 here we go. Here we go. This is a good one. I don't think we've done this one. Okay. What is the easiest way to break your trust? Oh man. Um honestly it's just lying to me and when I ask you about the lie you continue to lie and you never admit it that that just kills everything for me. I can't deal with that. Some somebody that can be your friend and then you know, I had that situation with a friend where I, I yeah, I'm asking him, you know, because so he was dating someone. This person came to me and said uh, in an anonymous profile online and said, Hey, your friend is not who you think they are. Right. And I'm like, well, who is this? <laughs> and right. they're like, I'm not going to tell you. And so long story short, it turned out to be the person that he was dating. And he came and told me all these things. And, and me and my friend, we were roommates at this point. Uh, he came and told me all these things that he was saying about me. And when I confronted my friend about it, he denied, 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 and I even brought that person to the apartment. Oh, I remember this. To confront him personally. And he still denied it in wow. front of our faces. And it's just like, and the guy was like, you said it. You said it. Why don't you just admit it? And he wouldn't. And I'm just like, okay, that's it. That's it. That kills yeah. everything. That for kills me. everything. I can never yeah. trust yeah. him. There's no yeah. getting. Yeah, there's no getting past that. Yeah, there's no different than cheating in a in a, in a physical relationship. Yeah, yeah, because I take my friendships very very seriously. Marlon knows, like my friends are like my family, and yeah. I try to protect them. I would hope that they try to protect me in any situation. And if you're going to go out and talk about your friends, that's not really your friend to begin with. 
mm. if you have something to say about them. So that's just how I feel about it. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Concur. Yep. Yeah. All right. This one's for Rick. Oh, this is actually kind of a good one. Oh shit! This, oh, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not like bad or anything, but it's a good, it's a good thought provoking one. All right. So, what superpowers are probably more inconvenient than they are useful? Mm. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Yo, Super smell. One just jumped yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. You ever see that movie Senseless with Marlon Wayans? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. So God. this is all that right there. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's I just kind of aged myself right there, Dan. Oh, that's my favorite um, movie. I love that. Movie. I, love, I love that movie. We got no. <laughs> yeah, we got, that, we got what 80s, was the other all one? '80s babies here. You know what I mean? so. uh, yeah, yeah. What was the other one? Uh, Six Man. Ooh, oh, that one went too. That was good. That was good. I don't yeah. know if I saw that. that one. Yeah, that was a good one. That's a good one. It's a good one. It's that's a, a classic. One. All right, so, so all right. Um, I totally forgot the question. Uh, read it one more time. <laughs> oh, so I can answer oh, it correctly. Really? oh um, what superpower is more inconvenient than it is useful? I've actually thought about this because, you know, when you're younger, you think about superpowers and which ones you want all the time. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, like when you're younger and you put too much thought into dangerous situations like quicksand, like I thought it was going to be a much more prevalent situation than it is. As <laughs> um, I'm but, just going to be walking to work one day quicksand. <laughs> <laughs> like I knew all the procedures of how to get out of it. Never going to run into it in my life. But x-ray vision yo x-ray vision you think it would be dope but it wouldn't because lambs if you're just trying to look at a flower to see the color you're trying to tell differences you're not going to be able to do all that because uh, themes all the time unless it's a hard substance right. and then what good is x-ray vision if you're like looking at a building you just see the building you can't see through it right. right 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 yeah yes. yeah that's true that would be very inconvenient though, you too. know what my first thought was uh, i just want to see i just want to see <laughs> my first thought was uh cyclops the the lasers coming out of his eyes he it's inconvenient yeah, for him because yeah, yeah. anybody can just come and, and take, take his glasses, glasses off. off. <laughs> so they, you just shut down the whole building. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> That's like hilarious. Oh super my strength God. would be up there too, like Superman. Not yeah. being able to control that. You just touch something and break it all of the hell. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, damn it again. Like, <laughs> you barely try Don't to you try to week. touch it real soft, right? and <laughs> I can't have no door handles around you. <laughs> Or a house. <laughs> oh, right. Walks just like walks hard up the stairs. They break everything. <laughs> you can't oh ever hold God. a remote. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? Jeez. Oh. Well, I'm glad this got us all, you know, in a good mood to talk about conspiracy. This is uh, one of my favorite topics. It's the reason why we started Sky Squids is we wanted to talk conspiracy theory and uh, we wanted to get other people's opinions. So it's great to have you guys on the show. Like when, when Rick was like, Hey, if you guys ever want to talk aliens, I was like, yeah, let's do it. I like it. <laughs> we 100%. haven't talked about aliens. Really? We, uh, we, haven't, we haven't talked about aliens. The only directly. thing we touched on was just uh, American horror story, which yeah. some of this stuff that we're going to go into explain some of it in more detail. So if you haven't seen the documentary called sir, no face, it was basically a documentary on a, they thought it was a paranormal experience. They thought they filmed a ghost and they finally had footage of a real ghost on camera. Did you guys happen to um, look at the video that shows the ghost or you didn't get a chance to see it? If you haven't, it's fine. It's a really short it's clip. like 10 seconds. Three. Let me see. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, if that. It's like three to five seconds. So yeah, basically... I would say, give me two seconds. I'll yeah, go ahead and pull it up. Can, that way we know exactly what you're talking about yeah. as you're talking about. 
So they're filming for paranormal. Uh, so uh, paranormal what this is, is uh, the Australian government sanctioned a paranormal investigation of the Sydney Harbor's Cockatoo Island. And this took place from 2013 to 2015. Right. Craig Powell is a ghost hunter and he had a team with him that was called WSPR, which is West Sydney Paranormal Research Team invest, uh, team. So they investigate the island and they're getting paid by the Australian government. So it was kind of weird that they were willing to pay them to go do that. Now, this is the first time in history a government has paid agency anywhere in the world has paid someone to actually conduct an experiment based in like paranormal. Like And they anything. said it was haunted, right? They said it was haunted. Right. So right. this team goes there and. For two they, years. Yeah, they go there for two years. They experience uh, flashes of light in the area that they're in, that the, mm-hmm. on the island. They experience like flashes of light that flash and fill up the entire room to where you can't see anything at all. So not only that, but once this kept happening, they started setting up cameras to see if they can find out where it's coming from. Well, they had a door. Uh, I believe this was a... Uh, prison that they were at and this is where the officer's office was so you see some sort of figure like he like kind of looks on the other side of the camera at them and then he goes away yeah. it's that quick yeah it's like the baby it's like the baby the baby leaves yeah that's exactly what happened the alien was like let me just roll up here He'd be oh, like, shit. Oh, look at shit. That. They got a camera. <laughs> they got a camera. <laughs> you know, no light. You know what it kind of reminded me of? It was, um, even though this was like a night vision and, you know, it was just a door frame. Yeah. But remember that scene from Signs where the alien walks across that alley? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it reminded That's me of. That's very much so. Well, mm-hmm. the thing is, they thought this was a ghost, right? They didn't think it was an alien at all. There was no talk of alien. So when they put this out, they put it out. Uh, based off the fact that they caught an alien, I mean, not alien, uh, a, ghost. A, a ghost on camera. So they start yeah. going on tour and doing these presentations to people in Australia. And so the the director of this, Chad uh, Kalick, he um, is on site with Craig Powell and they're at... Um, just doing an on-site at, you know how they go to the the hotels and they give presentations of, of shows mm-hmm. and films. Um, so th- that's what they're doing. A guy walks in his, uh, they describe him as the tattoo faced man, right? He approaches uh, Craig Powell, which was the ghost hunter with his team out there that saw this and recorded it. And he's like, Hey, I need to talk to Chad. I need to talk to him. And he's like, well, he's in a presentation right now. So once it's done, you know, you can talk to him. He said the feeling that he got from this man was extremely dreadful. Like he just knew he was there for not not the film or anything. He was just there. He didn't know. He just felt dread from him, basically. So the guy takes a seat at the back of the room. Right. And as soon as the presentation is over, uh, he walks right up to Chad and, and Chad describes the same thing. He's like. I didn't know what this guy was going to do. You know, he had his eyes just focused on me the entire time. So he hands him a package and he tells him, hey, um, this package is my insurance policy. I'm giving it to you because I'm not connected to you in any way. 
and he's thinking this guy wants to be on the show or something. He's like, uh, I don't want, I don't want that. I don't want fame. I don't want anything. Nobody knows that I know you. I came here to give you this information and pass it along because he knows that he's a director and he says what you do with it, you can throw it away or you can look into it and go down the rabbit hole. So that's what he does. He gets the, the this package and he goes home and when he starts to open it, there's pictures of real UFOs. And if you watch that documentary, these UFOs, I've never seen a UFO like that on picture. These are like full, I wouldn't say because it was taken so long ago, it was the best quality that you can get back then, but you could see identifying uh, lights, uh, it was red underneath. So all this footage is there, all this history is there. It's like a timeline of events that took place. And um, basically it starts him down the rabbit hole to discover that that uh, ghost that they thought was a ghost was an alien. So it goes so far back and that's what we're going to break down. Um, So it started in Cockatoo Island. That's in Australia. The documentary takes you to uh, the tale of Daniel David Skyfall, which was on January 5th, 1933. Joseph Stalin was a Soviet Union dispatch, uh, was with the Soviet Union. He dispatched a scientific discovery group to go to Antarctica. And they were in a race with China and the U.S. to claim control of the world's largest oil supply, but also uh, mine uranium there because that's what they used to build the bombs. Right. They were trying to create the first nuclear weapon. So when they got to Antarctica, they were the first people that went out there and the discovery group or the, the group of scientists were approached by three 10, 10 to 12 foot men that were colored in bronze. And they were accompanied by small gray creatures with large eyes. They were said to have spoken to them telepathically and they told them who they were. And they said that they came from, uh, well, they asked them, who are you guys? You know, they look crazy. <laughs> they communicated <Yeah. laughs> they were the father of creation and that they came from a galaxy that was, let me see. They came Orion's. from a galaxy that resides in the middle of the three stars that make up Orion's belt. So after the scientists, you know, they told them, hey, you guys need to leave. You can't come here. And so they went back and they reported to Joseph Stalin, right? He threw them all in jail forever with no parole. Oh, shit. Yeah. So that brought us to um, basically a series of events that had alien. This is like the beginning of alien investigation for the government and how they started to find all these things out. So it takes you down to Adolf Hitler and how Hitler... Hey, the Nazis uncovered a bunch of stuff. A lot of people, yeah. they sleep on the Nazis, bro. They, oh, yeah. they oh. uncovered so much stuff. You hear about that thing where they, they were like, right before the war ended, they were about to create this like spherical... Well, if you watch Avengers, like the Tetra... The, te- the, de- the Tesseract... Mm-hmm. Right. So like they basically um, had got to a point to where they theoretically had created like a real functioning Tesseract and we're going to use it to power this like machine that could jump dimensions. And they were saying that like right before the war, the war was over, they were doing tests on it. And like three scientists that were like heading up the test supposedly got this machine to work and disappeared. And they've never found them. 
Mm. And they think they're like, they actually like jumped like dimensions or like something. It, it could have just been a bad experiment or they just lying, but don't sleep I mean, on the Nazis. They, they done done some stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's a long, long history of the Nazis and the occult being associated with mm-hmm. each other. I mean, I know Hitler and what, what's the name? Goebbels. They were very, very interested in the occult. Um, and I, I know there's a lot of conspiracy theories that also lead from the scientists in uh, Nazi Germany being uh, coming to America, and that's how NASA was from or started was yep. from those scientists. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's a long lineage of of the occult and also science advancing. I mean, because nobody was doing jet propulsion before you know 1945, except for Nazi Germany. And no one knows where they got that. And no one knows where they got that. Well, this is where they got. From. This is where they got it from. I'm about to tell you right now. November. Oh, let's go. Yeah. So November. The grays. The grays oh, came right. into the picture. <laughs> November 6, 1934. <clears throat> immediately after, uh, you know, what happened, Adolf Hitler learned that the Soviet Soviet Union scientific team uh, reported back. And they learned this through spy channels, of course. Okay. And as a believer of both aliens and paranormal for Hitler, so he was in a race to create his own nuclear weapon. So he sent a small military team to Antarctica in search of the uranium. Only 180 miles into Antarctica, the Germans shoot down and retrieved a 10-foot bell-shaped object that was operated by two small gray animals is what they called them and which they were both killed and they were just fascinated by it right and they found out that there was new and intelligent animals out there is what they were calling these aliens so they actually took that craft back and they were trying to back engineer it for use to make their own and use that to fight the war so nobody knew that hitler had discovered this he he had it under wraps Wow. Wow. That's crazy. They didn't tell me that in in high school, right? (laughs) No, they don't teach that in high school. Oh, they don't touch they don't touch none of that crap in high school. He was bad. He killed people. That's all you need to know. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But later on in August first, nineteen thirty nine, Hitler scientists they still didn't master the anti gravity technology. They uh, They actually have documents of that bell shape them yeah, trying there's to a picture re- in the documentary. create that bell shaped whatever it was they actually have real documents of like dimensions and like they did it materials like all this shit and they said they got wow. that bitch they got that bitch to work yeah they did it so wow. the guy that yeah. actually did this is Werner von Braun is his name he informed Hitler that he believes they're soon going to have that bell shaped flying object right so a month later, Hitler begins World War II by invading Poland, uh, which uh, there was a course of only two years the, the Nazi empire would conquer nearly all of Europe, right? Crazy. So then December 7, 1941, Japan strikes the U.S. <clears throat> they, uh, this Harbor. is Pearl Harbor, um, and mm-hmm. it's pushing us into World War II, right? That pushed us into, or that pushed the Nazi empire downhill from there so hitler knew he was going down from there but this like i said this is just so crazy how it just keeps taking you they take you line by line how all these things happen and how the battle of los angeles happened have you guys heard of the battle of los angeles 
There was I a movie called been. Battle of Los Angeles. I remember, you remember? I remember the movie, but I don't. Yeah, remember. I mean, I know the movie, but nothing like about yeah. Uh, yeah. extraterrestrials so, or nothing like that. February, real, real quick. Yeah, real quick before you lead off on that, I wanted to take a look because I was wondering if because the name you said sounded so familiar. So Werner von Braun was actually the lead uh, Nazi scientist in rocket propulsion, like you were saying. Yep. He was also the one that came to America and founded NASA. Yes. Like there's pictures. You go to his Wikipedia. There's pictures of him with the Apollo rockets behind him. Yeah. And that was the so, I believe that was called the paperclip. Uh, that was Operation Paperclip. Operation Paperclip, where they took all the the Nazi scientists and they told them, "Hey, we'll forgive you if you tell <laughs> us what you learned and you can yeah. work for us." Basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, wow. and two is like, okay, do we risk them going? Russia because we were in the cold we were getting right. ready on the verge of cold war so it's like yeah all right so it's like we got all these really really smart you know individuals and if we're going to be potentially going to war against Russia uh and, and the Soviet Union whatever the case may be is like do we run the risk of letting these scientists go over there and create you know all this stuff and let's not have control over it or do we bring them to America so I get that aspect but it's the fact that they ain't did no jail time they can they can do scientific yeah. projects in jail what he, what, what I, he mean, I, I mean, they I scientific projects in jail. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, you can sit He's right next to Bubba, and we'll get you out on Saturday. <laughs> You'll do what you got to do. We send you back. Like, I mean. Right. But, um, yeah, operation. But, I mean, I, and, and a lot of people don't, a lot of medical, like skin graphing, as, as terrible as it is, but skin graphing came from them running experiments on, you know, yeah. internment camp stuff, a lot of stuff with vaccines, a lot of stuff with um, antibiotics, a lot of stuff with uh, anesthesia, a lot of stuff with. Um, oh, what was it? Uh, it was another one. Um, mm, I can't remember. Oh, chemotherapy. Hmm. I ain't even get into how they found out that that stuff works. It's 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 ugly. But a lot of this stuff came from them doing and experimenting and doing stuff, which, you know, it sucks, but. Well, it's part of it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the gentleman's name. I'm looking for it right now. Um, there's a, a, a guy who was part of Imperial Japan during World War II. And he ran, he was like the Goebbels of Japan. Oh, and isn't it like, it's like G, it's like X-I, his last name, uh, the, the family name is like X-I-Y. It's like one of those like, like four syllable Chinese name. Yeah, but it's Unit 731 in Japan, and they did a lot of different tests as far as weapons of mass destruction, not on the nuclear scale, but biological as far as, like, lacing blankets with smallpox and and dropping different things. Like, if you haven't, like, I don't want to go too far off the rabbit hole, because that's what this stuff will lead to. It happens every time. Yeah, so, but if you get time, look at the, look that up. It's uh, the Japanese Unit 731. I'm not looking to that. I feel like, because I feel like, uh, well, I don't know. In my mind, I feel like a lot of the modern, I'm going to say, like technology or biological advance, advancement all starts from like trying to create weapons. And yep, then they, yep. they figure out like, oh, crap, it actually works to kill people, but it also can save lives too. And then it's just like they just reversed engineered to be... All this other stuff. But I do want to touch on 
the grays because they do bring up the grays in here so like yeah 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 so that's like uh, so, so this begins uh february 24th 1942 was the battle uh, was the broadcast of the battle of los angeles so they reported this massive uso ufo off the coast of santa monica california and they said it was moving uh down the coast to long beach um, and this is going to be the first of five confirmed times that the U.S. military attacked an extraterrestrial presence. So they said they fired over 1,400 rounds at the aircraft with no effect. And then at 4.40 a.m., the UFO just disappeared out of nowhere. So it was out there an hour and a half. Yeah. And they and they and saw we it and got yeah. no pictures. Nothing. Oh, well, it's 1942. It's 1942. Yeah, it's 1942. My bad. My bad. It's 1942. <laughs> iPhone, wasn't, iPhone wasn't quite out there. Yeah, yeah, that 4K. That 4K in your pocket wasn't quite <laughs> running good. Uh, Someone was out there drawing it about halfway through. Like, no, no, don't move. Don't no, 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 no. Oh, that perspective. You know, uh, well, people, you know, people back hilarious. then did say that they saw, they saw it. But the next day, uh, they held a press conference. Uh, it was held by Frank Knox, which is the U.S. Secretary of the Navy. Oh, he about to lie his ass And off. he stated that. Oh, yeah. It was a weather balloon, uh, and they fired at oh it because they, due to war nerves, is what they said. Um, what? And they said that the balloon is still intact and it's still in operation today. And so that scared the world even more because they're like, okay, why you are you firing fired, a weather balloon? No, but they're like, you fired 1,400 rounds at this weather balloon 14? and nothing happened to it. So how are right. you going to protect yeah. us from every all yeah. other threats in the world? I'm going to be like, y'all can't, y'all can't <laughs> shoot, the Navy can't shoot down a weather balloon, fam. Right. We got to move. Hold up, how? How come nobody oh. called him on war nerves with 1,400 rounds? Like, 14 rounds, I get right. war nerves. Yeah, 1,400 They all were for an hour and a half and missed the whole time. I'm terrible at shooting, and I'm not that wow. bad. They're like, well, what kind of bullets yeah. are y'all using? Blanks? Like, <laughs> yeah. Those all tracer rounds? Oh right, like, wow. it, was, it was it was a military drill. It was a military drill. Like I would have believed that oh more so than like Warner. It was like, and so yeah, oh, what? We, we were doing a we were doing an artificial war game, right? <laughs> and then I'd be thinking like, well, if we ever go to war again, we really gonna lose because can't none of y'all hit nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right, look.